Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Inner Path Podcast. I'm your host, Via, and as always, I'm really, really excited to be here. So today, I actually wanted to come on here and talk to you about how much your life can actually change when you commit to yourself and to your healing and to your expansion. And I guess I'm here for a little storytelling. You know, I feel like I... I often come on here and and kind of philosophize. I don't know if that's how you say it or if that's even a word, but I feel like I I use this space to to talk about specific themes and to teach you guys certain things and also to inspire you to take action and and all these things. But I don't feel like I talk about my story often enough. And I think you need that because you need to understand how um, powerful all the things that I talk about are because they haven't just helped me, but so many people around me that I've seen do the same or not literally the exact same work, but like, you know, the healing work and the inner work and, um, and how much their lives are also changed. And I feel like when you don't have these kind of testimonials, you feel like it can't happen for you. And maybe there's this um, thought in your head that is like, maybe they had it easier or maybe, and I'm not judging you for that. It's normal that we feel that way because we always think like it can't happen for us. Like it's just them, like they're lucky or they have more conditions or they're somehow more privileged or their trauma was less than mine. You know, like we just try to place ourselves in a place, (laughs) place ourselves. Um, So without we feel like there's nothing we can do about it. And it keeps us safe. It keeps us, well, not literally safe, but it keeps our ego safe and comfortable to not take um, bold actions and to to continue to to be in what's familiar because obviously that's always what the ego wants to to stay in the comfort zone um, because everything else, even if it is a better life, but if it happens outside of what you already know, it's gonna feel threatening to your ego. So we make up these excuses or these stories in our heads. And I want to also share these stories because sometimes when you are already in the process of doing the work, and I know a lot of you are probably already kind of like starting to heal and, you know, like meditate and have these practices and maybe you're like into witchcraft and all these, you know, like more connected for sure but yet you're not seeing a lot of changes happening like you can tell that there's slight changes compared to maybe before but it's not like wow you know like you you don't feel like you're at that place where like oh my god I'm manifesting the life of my dreams and and I also want to share this story because I think it gives you perspective and it gives you hope on how it will happen for you if you keep choosing yourself so so yeah today that's the story that i'm gonna tell i feel like you if you've been doubting yourself or your path if you've been wondering like 
Am I doing the right things? Will I ever get there? Like all these things. If you've been wondering a lot about it, I think this is for you. And my intention is for you to really feel just more faith in your journey, in yourself. So yeah, I guess I'm going to just start at the beginning of the story. So a lot of you kind of might already have some context to this, but let's just start at the beginning when I was a kid, right? Because I didn't have the best childhood. I can't say it was the worst, but you know, when you're a kid, you don't know better. You don't know worse. You just know your specific situation. Like your household is your entire reality. Like it's your entire perception of reality. What happens in the household, you don't have any way to compare it because you're not like conscious enough to understand. You don't have enough knowledge to understand. Um, like anything like what is happening it always feels like it's because of you or you know you can never separate yourself from what you're experiencing when you when you're a kid because you don't have that perception um but as a kid i i feel like i remember having some good years when i was like really really young but most of my childhood (laughs) it's not like the best Um, My parents were always arguing, like really bad, always screaming and shouting at each other. And um, they had money problems, like we didn't have a lot of money at all. I remember a lot of times like my mom wouldn't eat. Um, Sometimes we were like, we had just finished school and we were both hungry, me and my sister and uh, we wanted to just eat you know bread or something and my mom didn't have money to afford it um and we were like starving which is funny because now i understand that that's why i have this habit of like eating a lot and really fast i think it's just like when animals or dogs or whatever um when they are not used to like eating a lot, they eat really fast. Like I've noticed that with the dog that I've adopted or my mom has adopted recently. And and it made me realize that that's kind of what I used to do. Like I'm, I'm working on it and I'm being much more mindful about it. But, but staying on topic. Um, so yeah, we didn't have a lot of things, but we were always in good schools, like um, always surrounded by people that had more money or at least that was our perception that they had more money more possibilities um i'm sure that most of them for for the most part most kids had in fact more money than us i'm sure also some people didn't but um but i know that because we were in private schools and and also when we were in public schools it was also like the um, kind of best side of the city (laughs) Uh, where the, you know, more, uh, how do you say, like wealthier people are. Yeah, where, where the wealthier people are. And, and basically, we were always surrounded by people that, you know, had all the clothes and all these fancy things. And, um, and we didn't have much, which obviously, as a kid, you don't really understand why, because you don't even understand the concept of money that well. 
and you want things because you know you're a kid you see a shiny thing and you're like oh my god mom <laughs> Um, and we couldn't have any of those things, but we saw everyone around us have a lot of things. But beyond that, because I feel like that's like a, a small portion of why I, I called my childhood not good <laughs> or not the best. I think the biggest part was obviously like having my parents be very emotional absent. Like they were not there at all for the most part. And they were like doing it even worse. Like there was not just a neutral thing. It was like a negative charge to it because they were very like emotionally and physically abusive. Um, I feel like even if they didn't mean to, they literally bullied me <laughs> throughout so many years of my, especially beginning my adolescence, like during puberty, when I started gaining weight, like there was a lot of body shaming. There was a lot of like screaming and shouting and, and again, like also physical abuse um, for the smallest, stupidest shit that like totally was not like, I, I didn't deserve that. And I understood that at the time. And I always wanted to express that but it was, I felt like torture because they were always like, shut up, you don't get a say, you know? Um, and I grew up feeling very angry at the world, like really angry, but deep down, now I look back and I understand that I was just deeply, deeply hurt. Like I wanted, I don't know why these sounds are happening, but like stick with me guys. <laughs> uh, there's noises, I guess. It's a regular city. Um, but, you know, obviously it took, um, like I took it to heart, you know, they were abusing my body. They were constantly dishonoring my sense of integrity emotionally and physically and mentally. Um, and I know they didn't mean to, but I, I understand today that they didn't know any better, but obviously I also know that. That doesn't justify it. Like I, I can understand now because I have a, a different perspective, but obviously that was just wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, so I grew up kind of in that environment for years and years. I felt like I was living in a fucking nightmare. Like the universe just chose to dump all the shit on me. <laughs> and I was like most unlucky person in the fucking world. My sister, she also went through a lot of things, but in my eyes, I was kind of like the black sheep, the black sheep, you know, like I felt like she was always outdoing me. She's my younger sister, but if you're an older sibling, you might understand this, but like she had it better than me in some ways. I also now understand that it doesn't matter if my parents were maybe hitting me more than her because she was also there, like she was also experiencing it even if it was from like a third person, you know, like she was still witnessing the violence. And, and in that sense, I understand that it's not comparable. Like I, I can't say that I had it worse or better, but what I'm saying is that like, practically speaking, it would seem that I had it better. And I always saw my sister as like this perfect child. Like she did all the right things, had the best grades, and she always did the things that my dad, that my parents asked them to do. And I was like the rebel kind of, 
although it was just a bare minimum like questioning of their attitudes and their integrity um it was just like why are you doing this i don't agree with this and like it's normal for someone to question these things i think it's it's amazing that i was questioning that like i was already very aware of certain things and i didn't understand why their behavior was like that because it didn't feel like it fitted you know the situations like we we never did anything that bad and even if we did like you know violence is violence period but point being that that was like how i grew up you know besides that in school i never really felt accepted like i i was always like the weird lonely kid i had maybe one or two friends and even those friends weren't the best for the most part <laughs> like they were a bit toxic um but they were better than nothing at the time i guess but i was always the person that would be made fun of and people would laugh or people would like kind of whisper about me like oh look what she did like look at that um i just always felt so different and so like not included in the group in the community um and obviously that made me feel very abandoned and very rejected by everyone around me because i like in my household i was feeling that on a daily like literally maybe you know this feeling but like every time i saw my parents when they were like you know uh, getting me from school like I mean, in school it was bad. Like in the house it was even worse. Like I did not want to go home, you know what I mean? It was much better <laughs> in the school and kids making fun of me cuz like my mood would just completely drop, like completely drop um just by seeing them cuz I already knew that it was going to be the worst. And it most of the times it was. <laughs> um So I didn't really have a safe space, you know. I didn't have people to rely on. I obviously did not know how to rely on myself because I'm a kid. No one taught me that. Um and so I was a pretty dark kid. And I don't think my parents figured out how much shit was going on inside of me, but a lot was going on. From a very young age, I was trying to change myself to like be someone that the people around me liked not necessarily my parents but like in school and all of that i wanted to be the cool kid so badly like i wanted to be the person that people saw i felt always i always felt so misunderstood and not seen and heard like truly you know like people would create this idea of me in their heads including my parents and i i always felt like there's so much more to me you know like there there is more and i i know it but the fact that no one else sees it like it, it made me question myself for a long time i felt like i was a bad person like i was terrible like i was disgusting like i was unworthy because everyone around me seemed to agree on that so i was like they must be right like what do i know you know i'm just a kid and and my behavior kind of started um i i started acting in accordance to that because eventually i believed it and i thought it would get better <laughs> but my adolescence was just crazy honestly 
not so much because of my parents but also like as i started growing up they were also going through their stuff and they did enough healing and work that um certain things stopped like my dad stopped being violent and my mom too maybe like physically speaking because emotionally they they weren't there yet and sometimes they still struggle with that um but it was better at home not still still not safe but at least I, i felt like i could you know go to my room and just say yeah it was a good day or it was okay and no one would bother me and i could like lay low a bit better um Although, obviously, there were still the days where it wasn't possible to do that. Um, but in school, I felt like I was always being targeted. Like, in my high school. It was the worst. I hated that fucking school. I hated my class. I hated my classmates. And and it was really hard. I always felt like I just wanted to belong but I never did. No matter how much I tried, and I tried so badly, like, I did everything I could, kind of. Um, and and still it wasn't enough. Still it felt like they just did not like me. They didn't see me um, as their equal. Like, all I wanted was that. But I think deep down it's because I also saw them as superior in many ways. Um, and at the time, I was kind of getting into, you know, doing the blog. Well, doing the, I'm, t- I'm telling you this like you already know. Basically, that was like during high school, it was the time where I decided, you know what, I kind of want to create a blog, like have a page of my own. It was kind of the beginning of Instagram for me. And I was like, I want to do something. Like, I want to create something. I was so terrified, though, because I knew that once people in my school knew like they would I would be the charade like I would be the joke um but a part of me I just felt pushed to do I was like I knew that the universe was giving me so much courage in that moment because I could have easily said no but a part of me was like I cannot let this determine what I do like if I do that they win and so I decided to do it and obviously yes I was the charade of the school everyone knew about it like everyone was calling me by like the blog's name instead of my name like it was a joke like it was the school's joke and and it was the worst because I wanted to do my own thing I was like into fashion then a bit into health and lifestyle and I just wanted to create but I also felt so much pressure to be perfect because they were watching and and so i started portraying myself as this perfect person and i think that was also you know that was also my responsibility i created such high stakes for myself it felt like everyone in school was waiting for me to fuck up everyone in school like for example i'm talking about health and i started being vegan or all these things and and if i eat like I don't know, bread, or if I eat something like a cookie or something, a cookie or something, like, I don't know. But they would just be like, oh my God, she's eating that. And just like kind of joking around with it because they wanted me to fuck up. <laughs> they wanted me to fail because I think deep down it's because they felt uncomfortable, like their egos felt uncomfortable with seeing someone trying to break that kind of pattern and doing something like 
you know, besides school and regular stuff. And I mean, nowadays I have more, more compassion for it. I understand that they were also just kids, <laughs> you know, they were they were probably as screwed up as me, like a lot of them, I'm sure. I I know some of them were. I don't know everyone's background, obviously, but now I understand that. Like, someone's arrogance usually comes from a lot of pain and a lot of hurt and unhealed wounds. Again, it doesn't justify what they're doing or how they're doing it, but it does allow me to understand and have enough compassion to separate myself from it and be like, this wasn't about me. Now I can do that. At the time, it felt like a constant personal attack. And I was always trying to be the best version of myself for others. It wasn't even about me anymore. I just felt like I needed to to show them that I was great and that I was really cool and that I was healthy. And if I meant that I was healthy, like I was completely healthy and I took everything to like a lot of extremes because I wanted to identify with something. I wanted to have a box to fit into because all my life I felt like it didn't fit anywhere. And, and so that's how my adolescence went. Also, <laughs> along that, there was also the fact that I was going through, since I was a kid, I was going through like issues with my body because my parents did not know how to deal with me gaining weight when I hit puberty and they were shaming me a lot. Like they will act like they didn't like, come on, please. Like, do you want me to like give you the fucking receipts? You know what I mean? Like I have all of that ingrained in me. Um, but yeah, like I remember all of it. And unfortunately, I remember a lot of things that I, I wish I didn't like words that still hurt to this moment, maybe not as much as before, but that they still impact me. And it's something that I've been working on for myself because I, I definitely want to release all of that. I I want to love myself unconditionally and I feel like I'm closer to that every day. But um, they used to bully me a lot. They might not call it that, but it was bullying. They were always like calling me names, saying that I was fat, saying this and that. And then obviously as I think especially a woman, I don't want to like discriminate I'm not sure what's the experience for the guys but as a woman you probably understand this like there's the oh you need to cover up like let's not talk about periods like like it felt like we needed to hide like suddenly we were like completely sexualized and there was no kind of explanation there was no reason as to why but suddenly we were unpure like suddenly we were dirty and we had to hide and I also felt like all the guys suddenly were looking at me because like I was growing boobs and I was like, you know, I was hitting puberty and my body was changing and in a way kind of made me feel good because I felt like people were paying attention. And in that moment, it felt like kind of being seen. And so I grew up kind of sexualizing myself, like learning that that's how you get validation, especially from men and as someone that has or had a lot of father wounds, aka daddy issues, <laughs> um, obviously I wanted their approval. And I spent my entire adolescence searching for approval of men, oh, well, boys. <laughs> um, 
and especially during high school, I did a lot of things that nowadays I look back and I regret. Um, I gave myself away to people that did not deserve that. Send news to people that did not, like I did not trust. I just wanted to feel cool. I like, I just wanted to feel loved or feel appreciated or feel desired, you know? Um, I also had sex with guys that, I mean, I basically did not know. <laughs> and I have a lot of those experiences. Actually, something that I don't talk a lot about. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I've ever mentioned this, but I think I want to be vulnerable and really share, like, you know, how low it went for me in terms of, like, how much disrespect I had for myself. Uh, when we had our senior trip, trip, we went to like a festival. It was like five days or something. And and basically, I, I just wanted to explore. And like, I, I know that a part of that is valid, but it's, it's okay to explore. Like, it's okay to like tap into what they call the inner slut. Like, it's okay. But I wasn't doing it from a place of integrity or love for myself. I was doing it from a place of a part of me, yes, wanted to explore, but I wasn't doing that in a way to protect myself or my energy or my body. I was just like completely disregarding that. And I I slept with some guys during that trip. And I regret it. I remember the first guy that I slept with, like after having sex with him, I was just like crying. Because deep down, I knew that I did not want it. But I did it anyway. And that happened a lot during my teenage years. I just kept putting myself in situations where I was either like having sex with guys that I didn't fully want to have sex with or not saying no and not fully honoring my boundary and just going with it, even if it wasn't full sex, but like anything like someone touching me or someone kind of abusing their power but I I would let them because I was so scared of speaking up and I was deep down I just didn't respect myself enough because even if I'm scared now I will say something you know what I mean um but basically during that week a lot of shit happened and everyone was talking about me at school literally people took pictures of me like dancing with guys and basically just slut shaming the shit out of me um, and that was really hard. I feel like I want to cry. Wow. Um, oh, wow. I was not ready for this. Um, you know, when I look back, that was probably one of my lowest moments of, um, my teenage years. I just felt really disgusted at myself. And I felt ashamed. I did not want to go back to school. We still had an entire like period of school. It was like the last period, but then it was the longest three months of my life. I hated every second of it. Everyone is talking about me. I knew it. <laughs> Everyone knew it. I remember that like after that trip, I got messages from people that I hadn't talked to in years. 
that were in that same school as me, but I hadn't talked to in years, literally saying, everyone is talking about you. Like, that felt like a fucking American movie, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I hated it. And in many times, I just wanted to disappear. I just, like, most of my teenage years were me not wanting to be here. Like, I mean, living, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah, like a lot of it, either because I didn't feel happy at home and I felt like I was never at peace. All I wanted was just peace, was just space and freedom to just be myself and feel safe doing so. And I felt so lost. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know what I wanted. Everyone was like, oh, I'm going to this college. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I want. Like, I don't want college. There's nothing that interests me. I have zero passions, zero hobbies, zero things that I'm looking forward to. The only thing that I had going on was like my relationship uh, with my seven year old relationship ex, the toxic ex that I talk about a lot. But at the time, that was the only thing. And and that's why I'm kind of grateful that I had that relationship because I needed that in that moment. Even if it was a bit toxic, it was enough to help me feel like there was something to look forward to, you know? Or feel like at least I wasn't fully alone. Because in a lot of moments, he knew how to hold space for me. And I'm grateful for him um, in that sense. But um, it hurt me a lot to feel constantly just rejected by everyone around me. My own family was talking about it. (laughs) Everyone knew about it. I'm not kidding. My own family was talking about it. I mean, my own family always gossiped about me, to be honest. Like, they're still doing it to this fucking day. They're still talking about that shit. It's been like, uh, it was in 2018. (laughs) It's been like a lot of fucking years. And I feel like they're gonna talk about it like until the day, even after the day I die, you know what I mean? Like, which is crazy, but you know, I I know that they're not the type of people that I wanna be around anyways, but obviously it's not the best feeling. Like, like you're supposed to at least try to get the full version or, cause also there was a lot of exaggerations and you know how gossip works, you know? Um, It wasn't exactly like people were saying it, but it was pretty, you know, pretty nasty. Um, And maybe I haven't fully forgiven myself for it, which is maybe why I felt the need to cry a bit. But my point is, I really felt lost. Like, completely lost. And it was really scary, you know, like... It was really scary because I kept thinking, what does, what is my future gonna look like? I don't know what I want. I don't know who I am. I'm terrified. I was terrified because I did not see any future. I didn't see a future past like 20. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't see it. I couldn't. All I could see is, okay, maybe I'm gonna live under a bridge. Maybe I'm gonna 
work at McDonald's and that's it. Like, that's what I saw. <laughs> my parents did not help with that. Because, you know, my mom constantly fear-mongering and, like, she is a character, you know? Even today, I feel like I just can't share that much with her because she will start going on that loop. I know that she's stuck there, but it still gets to me sometimes. And I'm just like, please just shut the fuck up. Like, for real, please just keep that shit to yourself. Like, I don't need that in my life. And, but I can't tell her that because she is who she is. So I need to be the one to like not share as much and not open as much space. Um, and my dad, I think that he was a bit less mm, like dramatic about it. But I looked up to my dad a lot and I wanted him to say like, you're gonna make it or like, I wanted him to believe in me and I, I didn't feel that. Maybe he did, but in the way that he was showing me, it didn't feel like, like that. He would always say, you know, there's two types of people, these types of people, and then he would describe something. These are the successful people and these, and he would describe something, are the unsuccessful. And I always felt like I was the unsuccessful type. Like I always felt like I could not become successful. Like I could not have the life I desired. I wasn't disciplined. I wasn't passion oriented. Like I had nothing. I had nothing to hold on to. I was completely lost. <laughs> Is that clear, guys? That I was completely lost? Like the songs that I would hear were about existential crisis. It was about demons in the head type of shit. Like I was in a really dark place. So much so that like I would feel anxiety going to school, anxiety going to, I, I was also in music school for a while. It was a, a little bit before high school. Well, yeah, it was like right before high school. I went to music school for eight years. It gave me so much anxiety. I just wanted to fucking quit that shit. And my parents, my, my mom really, she wouldn't let me. Um, but I just wanted to because that would give me like, literally I would cry in classes because I was just like, completely overwhelmed i mean i i would have to study violin for like supposedly two hours a day or something but like i just couldn't concentrate you know like my life was a shit show <laughs> i just couldn't i did not have the like capacity the energy the availability emotionally physically mentally to like have space for that and 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 just invest in something. I did not have that. And now I understand why. But at this, at that time, I felt like I was a failure. I was a fucking failure because I didn't have the best grades. Like, I wasn't also the worst. Like, I struggled maybe with maths here and there. But, but the truth is, again, like, I wasn't in a good place emotionally. Like, I, I did not know how to, like, not um, project that onto my grades, onto my life. Like, you can't. If you're doing shitty, you're going to be doing shitty. You know what I mean? Like, if your thought, thoughts are dark, if your emotions are terrible, like, you're going to, like, that is going to poison everything else. Sooner or later, it just happens. But I thought it was because I was failing, because something was wrong with me. I did not know that it was just a normal effect of, like, a side effect of, you know, having to deal with trauma every day and literally being in fight or flight and so that was my life and suddenly I mean I'm gonna say suddenly obviously there was a bit of context but it's not that big I just 
started looking into spirituality like out of the blue it just it just piqued piqued my interest and i feel like that was literally like spirit the universe being like okay it's time you are ready well actually now that i'm thinking about it it started a little bit before that i decided to do a gap year after my high school and i decided that i just wanted to like figure out what i wanted to do in terms of like um what college i wanted to go to and all of that my parents were not super super happy about it but i just had to do it and thankfully they although they didn't fully approve they also did not forbid it so i guess i'm grateful for that um and and basically i worked i was working like full no part time during the um, during that year but there was also periods of that year that i wasn't working or you know even when i was i had time and i spent a lot of time isolated like a lot of time just in my house with my dogs and it gave me a lot of space to think i think that was actually when it started because i started realizing like why don't why don't i feel like i can be successful like i started asking these questions to myself and i started getting back into all these moments that i just told you about but like even deeper you know like remembering actual things and just kind of having flashbacks of so many moments of my life that kind of made me believe that you know and in that moment i understood like this isn't me like this is everything i'm thinking about is just something that i learned but it isn't the full truth like it's it's not because i'm not actually capable of being successful it's because i believed that i wasn't capable of that right and so that was kind of the first part and it kind of started that process of healing for me but it like kind of fully the catalyst the the actual catalyst for it was when i got into spirituality and i started learning tarot and about spirit guides and eventually about inner child work and about all these things and that's when it started and that was in 2020 if i'm not was it 2020 or 2019 i think maybe it was from 2019 to 2020 not sure actually but i think that's right or no wait let me let me think okay no so that was actually 2020 yeah it was the beginning of kind of the covid actually and i decided to go to england i don't want to overcomplicate the story but there's a lot to it (laughs) to be honest um i decided to go to england to study marketing well i was studying marketing before again long story point is i was going to england and that was when i kind of got into spirituality and it was also probably one of my darkest points in my life because i had just broken up with my ex at the time we were always breaking up and making up at that like for seven years i think we broke up like five times or more (laughs) i'm not counting with the like days that would we would break up and make up on the same day okay so i'm just counting like the bigger ones but we were actually supposed to go together and I kind of chickened out. I was scared because I was getting into spirituality and I was scared that he wouldn't understand it. He wouldn't understand it. He was very like science oriented and he would always like kind of talk bullshit about people that believed in stuff like that. And I just felt like there was no room for me to be the person that I wanted to become. And we were, we're, gonna, we were gonna be living together and it just kind of freaked me out. So. I broke up with him and I went to England 
but I spent like three months in England because then COVID hit and I had to come back to Portugal. It was so hard for me because I was feeling so alone. Like I did not have a lot of friends. I had some, but it just didn't feel like enough. It never felt like enough because obviously I didn't have myself. Um, I got to that conclusion, <laughs> conclusion a little later than that. Um, but I, I felt really lonely and I felt really lost even though I was kind of not lost because I, I was literally taking my degree and I was like, okay, this is going to be three years, three years of taking my degree. Like this is going to be like in theory, it feels like it's a structured kind of path. So I'm not really lost. I, I actually know exactly where I'm going. And yet I felt completely lost still like because I felt so out of just integrity and authenticity. I just felt like that wasn't for me. I wanted to believe that it was, but it just didn't feel like it. And all the classes that we would have, like some of them were interesting, obviously. I like to learn, but it did not feel like it was for me. I, I kept thinking like, I do not want to work in marketing. Like, I don't want to do anything related to this. Like, it just doesn't feel like it's my thing. It, I didn't feel passionate about it. And I'm a person of big passion. I'm a, I'm a Leo, you know? I have a lot of Leo energy, a lot of fire in me. I'm, a, I'm creative, I'm artistic. Like, I love to express things. I love to, like, express emotions and, like, put things out there. And marketing did not feel like it, you know? And I was smoking a lot during that time. Smoking weed, I mean. A lot, like to the point where I would wake up still high. <laughs> um, and I would drink a lot. Sometimes I would also wake up hangover. You know, it was England. It's like the uni experience. Like you're in university. It's the freshman thing. But like, I don't care what people say. Like, it's not good for my body. Like, it did not feel good. I, I was just doing it because deep down, I just did not want to be in with with myself like i did not want to sit in in silence with my thoughts and i did not want to sit with the pain of like having broken up with someone that i thought was going to be my life partner and and feeling utterly fucking alone in this world and and so i was just doing everything to keep myself distracted but sometimes i would break down a lot like to the point where i would like scream into my peel pillows of like i just, i was in so much pain and I didn't know it back then, but that was like the dark night of my soul, you know? I was going through it. I was going through the spiritual awakening. I was realizing all these things about the world and about myself. And and it was the first time that I started realizing how, how broken I felt, you know? And how truly wounded I was. Because up until, until that point, I did not want to believe that I had trauma. Like, I was always saying, yeah, I'm over it. Like, yeah, my dad, like, you know, he was um, physically violent with me, but like, I'm totally over it. But like, that was such a, such bullshit. I was totally not over it. I still had so much anger in me. Um, that made sense, right? Cause you know, he would pass that anger onto me and I, I never really released that. So it just stayed with me for so many years um, and it was poisoning me from the inside out and basically that was the beginning of it and I decided to commit to healing my inner child I made that a wish for like New Year's Eve from 2020 to 2021 and I mean I did not expect this you know what I mean I did not expect that 
I uh, did a lot of inner child work. I started being very present with my inner child, also very like into the spirituality. Like I was starting to be very devotional towards my ancestors and my guides. And honestly, they really were a very crucial part of that process. I feel like they really supported me. They gave me strength. They allowed me to just have something to, to like believe in, you know? I didn't believe in myself. I needed to believe in something. And, and they allowed me to to just hold on to something so I could continue going. And and with that, I kept digging deeper into my wounds and doing a lot of shadow work and processing a lot of things, crying so much. Like, I'm not kidding, guys. For years, I did not cry. Like, I would just cry if, the, if it was, like, really big, usually related to my ex because that was, like, where I could feel more vulnerable. Um, but mostly it was just, like, by watching TV shows or movies, I would always watch so much like drama stuff because I, I think I felt the need to like express that somehow. And so I used to, to watch stuff that would really make me cry a lot. Like I felt the need to cry, but I did not know how to cry without watching something. I would literally watch these like sad videos on YouTube. They're like compilations of like different TV shows, but they have like um, a common theme. Like for example, feeling lost and they would put like all these different clips and it would just like make me kind of perch in a way. And I would cry a lot <laughs> like with those videos. Um, but basically I, yeah, I think they, they had a major role in my journey. Um, and I started talking to my inner child on a daily pretty much started doing more more things for myself like attending to my emotions more just learning to be there and it wasn't a linear path like let me tell you that it just wasn't for the most part i i kept wondering like is this really working like am i really gonna change is this really like um worth it because it hurts so much for a lot of it you know it wasn't always easy to show up for myself even if it wasn't because it hurt but you know just committing to that committing to showing up and even saying good things to myself when it didn't feel fully true like i i felt like it was it was not like kind of natural to me to talk good things <laughs> i would mostly talk shit about myself so it, it did not feel natural it not it did not feel good like it felt very deeply uncomfortable in my body because i was so used to like being like very critical of myself, very judgmental of myself and starting to say positive things and and starting to do like acts of love here and there, it felt really weird, but um, and and I did not know if it was working. Besides that, I was also developing my like intuition and all my like kind of medium skills and and really tapping into that wisdom not always understanding how like there was a, a lot of imposter syndrome that there was a lot of self-doubt and that is normal when you start a path like this when you start a journey like this even even after years of you know being committed to something it you can still have moments of like questioning am i really gonna get there or is this worth uh something like is this actually changing something um and i ask that so often and and for a long time i felt like nothing was changing because the truth is nothing really was and like just internally certain things i 
like I was becoming much more aware of myself. I was like noticing these patterns more like quicker. And obviously that that was kind of like how I started changing here and there and and doing slight adjustments that ultimately led me where I am. But at the, t- at, at the time I did not see it because it feels like a, such a small step you know, it feels like such a, a small piece of the puzzle and you're just like, yeah, I'm just moving this piece, like nothing is changing. But like you keep doing it and eventually like the the puzzle is like put together, you know, you keep taking each step at a time and it might not feel like anything, but then you look back and you're just like, oh my fucking God, I literally just climbed this entire fucking mountain and I did not notice it, <laughs> you know, like you don't notice it you, you you feel like you're not evolving and then you look around and you're just like everything is starting to change and again for a long time it did not feel that way because i was still in my toxic relationship that was a major pivotal moment for me because i think a part of me wanted to change and i was outgrowing all of my relationships literally guys i stopped talking to most of the people in my life um I had to like basically disconnect from my dad for a year. I I barely like um, barely saw him. I was living with my mom for a year. My parents were divorced. I was living with my mom for a year because I just couldn't handle my dad. Well, my, my mom is also kind of annoying, but like my dad was like fully triggering me at that point. And we were constantly like arguing and I just couldn't handle it anymore. He was like... He was just pushing, triggering me too much and, and I just couldn't handle it. Um, and it, it did me good because it, it allowed me to have space to just process a lot of things. Like they say, you can't heal in the place that broke you. And I, I believe that. I believe that you can do some healing, but ultimately like the biggest healing will happen when you're not with them anymore. When you can be on your own and figure shit out without being constantly pushed back into you know your triggers and who you once were which is the wounds the trauma right and i felt that same way with my boyfriend or my ex-boyfriend right like i wanted to grow into this more um empowered woman but with him i felt the opposite and not because i felt vulnerable but because i was in fact weak around him i did not set boundaries with him I did not know how to communicate clearly with him because I was scared. And so I would do it in a more like sneaky way. Like I wouldn't say what I wanted, but I would like try to make him understand. But the truth is I was just as toxic. No, I um, maybe I wasn't. Well, I can't tell. <laughs> maybe I, I'm not in, a, in the, maybe I don't have the vision to say if he was more toxic than me. But I, what I can say is that I was really toxic too. Like I did not have healthy behaviors. I did not know how to healthy communicate. And obviously I kept allowing him to walk all over me and to disrespect me in so many ways. Like he would call me names. He would, uh, at a certain point during the quarantine, I gained some weight and he would make me feel so bad about it. Uh, Always like showing me pictures of how I used to look and being like, oh, look here, you looked so hot and all these things. He would cheat on me, like literally guys, like literally, like I was in the mud. (laughs) I was in the mud. I was all just 
getting fucked up over and over again by the person that I loved or I thought I loved. I don't I don't even know <laughs> at this point if that was love or not. Maybe at some point it was, but eventually it was just codependency really. And and yeah, like I just kept allowing him to do all these things because I was still so scared of letting him go. And for me, that was a pivotal moment. Why? Because as I was working, you know, with my inner child and really like letting go of the fact that like my parents harmed me emotionally and physically and and that it wasn't about me, that the rejection and the abandonment I felt, it wasn't because I wasn't worthy, but it was because they didn't know how to be better. And like starting to connect those dots and disconnect myself from their actions and their behaviors towards me. Like that was happening, but then with my ex-boyfriend, like it's still, it was triggering kind of those wounds. And so I, I was scared of being abandoned by him. I was scared of being rejected by him. So I kept being what I thought I had to be in order to keep him in my life. But that was really just a kind of a reflection, a parallel situation with what I experienced in my childhood. And the more I kept going and ignoring myself and my needs, the more it started becoming like a, a literal like spit image of what I went through in my childhood. Like I, I literally felt like I was my mom and I felt like he was my dad. And it was like the worst sensation ever because I was like, I do not want to end up like my mom. Like no offense to my mom, but like the truth is I do not want to end up like her. Um... I want to liberate myself from all of it. I do not want to allow a guy to step all over me and then say that it's because he's the bad guy. When in fact, I'm being the villain to my own self, even if I just want to point fingers. And I do not want to take that power away from me. I have the power. But at the time, I just, I I kind of started realizing this, but I wasn't brave enough yet to do the things, to actually just say no. Like, I don't want this. Goodbye. Goodbye and fuck you. (laughs) You know, like, I wanted to do that. I wanted to feel empowered. And I was starting to get into this um, era of, like, fuck men. Like, men are stupid. Men are this and that. Because I was really just angry at the masculine. Because I was angry at my dad. And I was angry at my ex at the time, boyfriend. And... I was just like kind of channeling my anger into all these other areas because deep down I was so scared of facing the fact that like I was angry at him. I kept being angry at everyone around him. All the girls that looked at him, all the guys that were influencing him for like a bad life of being pretty much like a drug addict because he started like smoking very regularly and I kind of went down on that path with him for a while and I was just completely disconnected from my, from what I wanted for myself, for my, from my vision. I just kept envisioning us together for like, you know, my lifetime. And I was like, oh my God, like he's going to end up in prison. (laughs) And if I don't end up with him, because, you know, I'm kind of like a person in between and I don't know how that works. Well, if I don't end up with him, I'm going to end up lonely with a guy in prison or, (laughs) or I'm just going to end up miserable because if his behavior is like this today, imagine the resentment that you build over like 20 years of a relationship. I was like, I cannot imagine that. And then I also would imagine like, imagine one day having kids with this person. 
Like, I don't know if I'm, I want to be a mom for sure, but that's a good question to ask yourself in, in terms of like, if you want to choose your partner. And I was like, imagine this guy as a parent. Like, I'm scared for my children so badly. And I'm also scared for the mom that I will be because I'm in this terrible environment and I don't get to be the best version of myself for them or for me. And I just kept envisioning myself feeling terrible having constant anxiety i was already having constant anxiety around him and it was really bad like really i was smoking so i wouldn't feel anxiety i was smoking like especially before going to bed like again guys i'm not i don't have anything about smoking or anything against smoking weed or drinking here and there it's it's more of like the reason why you do it and the consistency for me in my personal perspective like if you're smoking all the time you can say it's for enlightenment. You can say for anything. But in my perspective, it's still a codependency and it's still not healthy for you in many ways. Um, but if you're doing it to like numb feelings, even if it's to numb anxiety, but it's like constantly. I mean, maybe it is better than taking pills, but like still. Sometimes you just need to address the fucking thing. The thing that makes you feel anxiety. The wound that is behind it all. And that just like, you don't need weed. You don't need drug after that. You're just like, you find peace when you finally address that shit. For a long time, I didn't. Like I spent an entire year like fighting myself. Just like, I want to break up. I don't want to break up. I'm terrified of leave, uh, leave, living. Yeah, living without this person. And just like, what is my life going to look like? Because I don't know. I was terrified. Um, and and I just kept on going because every time I would face that point of, I'm going to leave him. But really it was about, I'm going to lose my dad. I know that sounds twisted, but it was literally dad. It wasn't about losing him. It was about losing that masculine figure in my life. Because it brought me back to kind of my core trauma, which is being feeling betrayed, abandoned, and rejected by my dad. I'm not saying that I, I don't also have mommy issues. I do. <laughs> but I think my dad is... I do think that parents, like fathers to girls, are usually like their first love. It was like that for me. I feel like my dad was my first love in a way. You know what I mean? Like, And... And everything that I've experienced in my past relationships that really hurt me were things that I also experienced with my dad <laughs> that really hurt me. And I realized that for me to break up with him, I needed to address the core wound, which was I'm not, I, I'm, I'm being abandoned by my dad. It was like kind of the wound showing itself to me and being like, this is what you need to, to look at that to face that you're being abandoned by your dad not because i actually am but i've never gotten to to feel that you know when i was a kid i was just going through everything you know going through the traumas but i never had time to process any of it so it was still living within me like i was still in pain and until i processed that and i allowed myself to like okay yeah like, I, I, I'm letting go. And I'm saying goodbye. 
And until I processed that fear, I, I did not know how to, how to break up. I tried many times, but I would always like go back at my word. Um, always, always, always. Because I, I would just feel this like wall of energy kind of. I was just trying to pull back, uh, no, pull forward, like just push it, like, uh, like push a wall of energy. I just couldn't break it through. I was just like, this is so painful. Like literally all my body is in agony, like agony, suffering and pain. And it feels like I'm pulling my skin off. Like it's so painful right now. But I kept going. I kept learning about self-love and kept getting empowered. And, and you know, one day I broke up because one day I had nurtured myself enough that I felt strong enough to do that. Because as you nurture yourself, nurturing things will happen for you, like in your life. I, I started getting new friends, like after I lost all my other friends, you know, I started getting new friends that were actually there for me, that were holding space for me. Like I found the right people in my life that allowed me to feel strong enough to do that. I also finally found something that I was passionate about, which was spirituality and tarot. And uh, now it's mentoring and my podcast. Because, you know, the first two or three episodes of the podcast, I was actually still with my ex. (laughs) And I remember that there was this one podcast that I recorded that I recorded on the day that I knew I was going to leave. And I, I was just like, let's edit this. I was just editing. I just did not want to think about it. Um, and that's the day I left. And I just started feeling more purpose, more meaning. Because you find that when you get back into your heart. Like, you find that when you give love to yourself. Things start coming together. I didn't touch a keyboard for years because I was kind of like resentful of music uh, for a lot of things for my music school experience but also because I just felt like it was pointless and I started getting back to it like playing and singing on a daily basis I started brushing my teeth like for a year I, I don't think I brushed my teeth like I would maybe like kind of um, you know wash with water like do the um, like put water in my mouth and do the like I don't know how to how, how is this verb called well you know what I mean kind of when you do the um, the well I can't remember it but whatever I would I would just put wa- water in my mouth and like move it around and and then just spit it out but that was it I wouldn't like actually brush my teeth uh, for an entire year I was just so, like, I was neglecting myself. But it's funny because at the same time, I was, like, practicing more good things like journaling and meditation. And at the same time, like, at the time, I was like, this is pointless. Like, nothing is changing. But it just kept building on. Like, every step you take, it's not, like, you don't need to to take three steps at a time in order to make... um, in, in order to progress in life, like it builds up, it stacks up, you know, obviously if you're like really inconsistent about it, if you just like journal once in like, 
every year <laughs> or something and you never like practice anything or you never love yourself ever and then once you remember like obviously it has to have some kind of consistency but it also didn't have to be daily it also didn't have to be consistent to the point that all the areas in my life were like aligned with my higher self but I was like getting there piece by piece I started putting myself back together and being reborn and and eventually I was strong enough to say you know what I I don't want this I don't want this relationship. We are toxic. It's not gonna work. I fucking know this. I've I've known this for a while. And I deserve better. And I think deep down you you also deserve better. Like I think deep down you're gonna realize how bad this was in a few months or maybe a year. I think at this point he probably already knows this. I mean if he has reflected at all about it. I think deep down he can tell like it wasn't good like we were literally destroying like tearing each other apart constantly it wasn't good at all like it it was really bad really dysfunctional and I did that and it's been a year and a half since that happened since I broke up with him and look at me now (laughs) who would know spending summer in Italy like starting a business, starting to get like, you know, f- like income from it, um, like feeling the best I've ever felt about myself, like loving myself in a way that I've never, I, I just never have before. Like having so much security in me that I feel like even if shit happens and if challenges come, because they do come eventually and they have been coming eventually, you know, uh, no, uh, they have been coming like from time to time and sometimes in a row like so much happens and like I'm so sure that I can handle it. I'm so sure that I have enough resilience, enough strength, enough faith in myself and in the universe to overcome it and to actually make the best out of it, to learn from it, to grow from it, to heal from it. Like that's the person I'm becoming. That's the person I am right now. Do not give up. I'm telling you, do not give up. It's messy. It's a messy journey. You're going to feel lost a lot of times. You're going to feel like everything is just pointless, but it isn't. Like, you just heard 60 minutes of my fucking story, like one hour. I never thought it was possible for me, guys. Like, I never thought I could do this. I could feel inner peace that I could feel happy, that like in my worst moments, I could come back to neutrality easy, easily, (laughs) that I could find a way back to myself over and over again and quicker each time. Like I built that for myself because I chose to, you know, continue to pour energy into it. Because although sometimes it felt pointless, it felt better than not doing it, you know? Like, it felt better to be there, even if it was, like, a glimpse of what it is now. But it felt better than than completely neglecting myself. I started realizing the importance of it and how better, how much better I would feel and how much strength it would give me. And And little by little, it built the person that I am today. And little by little, you are creating 
like the life of your dreams and you are getting closer and closer to the person you desire to become. Maybe you don't believe that. Believe me, it is possible. I've seen it with other people, with my friends around me. It is possible. You can drastically change your life. You can drastically impact like the course of your life. It can change completely. If I did not like pour energy into myself at all, I would have had a very bad life, a life that I would regret living. And because I chose to like keep trying and keep coming back to this knowing of like, okay, let me try to love myself. Let me like, let me be kinder to myself. Let me journal. Let me like sit with my emotions for a bit. Like all of that allowed me to create the life that I'm creating that I, I'm continuing to create. And it's the best feeling in the world to know that I've done that. You know, like, sure, there was help along the way. Like, you know, the universe helped me. People around me helped me. And community is important. That's also why I created my membership. You know what I mean? Like, I created that for a reason because I know how important it is. But it's it's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful life. It can be beautiful. You can be filled with gratitude. Like, notice that... Throughout the course of this podcast, I've, I've, I've said a lot of things about bad things that have happened to me, and yet I'm grateful. I never thought I would get there, of like being grateful for certain things that happened in my life. Being grateful for like the high school people that would make fun of me and that would make me feel like this because it helped me become the person that I am. That's just the truth. I... I... I see things so differently now because I'm so happy and proud of myself. I'm so grateful for the woman that I am and I'm becoming and and in that in that sense it makes me feel blessed that I went on the journey that I did. And that gives me strength to keep going even when things get hard because again they do eventually they do you know but it allows me to be like i know this is serving me because it always has until now it always has given me so much it has always been an opportunity to grow to expand to learn to heal it has always been working out for me even if it felt like everything was against me because It's from the shadows that you rise. It's from like the butterfly trying to break out of the cocoon that the wings grow. If you open the cocoon too soon, the wings don't grow. Literally, like I was thinking about this today, like for you to be born, which is such a beautiful, magical thing, a woman is crying and like bleeding almost to death. And they're like in pain, from pain and blood and other disgusting liquids, you are born. And just the same happens in your life. From the shadow, from 
the the like resistance from i don't mean the resistance that you have within you but from the like obstacles that you face in life that's how you become you that's how you evolve and i'm sure that a lot of you can think oh my god there's a bee here oh my god I'm sure that a lot of you can think about a moment where like something happened that you thought was like the worst and it felt like a curse, but it was just a blessing in disguise. I'm sure you can think about a moment like that. And and so how I want to leave you today, because this has been a long podcast and I feel like it's going to allow you to reflect a lot and hopefully unlock certain things, certain inner knowings within you. But how I want to leave you today is I really hope that you see how worthy you are of having the life that you desire. And I hope that you knowing that or even having an idea of that is enough for you to keep going and keep pouring into yourself keep practicing the nurturing things keep choosing yourself each time you choose yourself is not a fucking waste even if it's hard even if it means letting go of certain things or certain people like it feels like a sacrifice it's sacrifice is the opposite it's not choosing yourself you sacrifice everything when you don't choose yourself but you only sacrifice comfort when you do and so i really hope you choose yourself today and every day and every time that you're aware of that choice whether it's when you wake up instead of going to your phone you meditate whether it's like setting a boundary and speaking your truth instead of like trying to like you know kind of avoid the subject but kind of like send liminal messages liminal you know what i mean messages of like this is bothering me Like instead of giving the silence treatment, communicating with someone, instead of allowing someone to step all over you, you say, no, fuck you. Like, I hope you continue to choose yourself because believe me, it's fucking great when you build enough of that, that your life changes into something that you never thought it could be. You never thought it could become. It can become that for you. I... 100% 100,000% believe in that I 100,000% believe in you you can do this I'm telling you you are so much stronger than you think you are and I know that sometimes you see glimpses of that because you know something that I realized I know that I'm just gonna talk as much as I want to talk I'm not gonna apologize for this being long because you can stay here for as long as you want so it's your choice anyway um but you know, something that I, I, I can tell you that maybe will shift your perspective because you are strong. You're just applying strength to the wrong thing sometimes. See, for you to endure the traumas that you went through, the pain, the heartbreak that you went through, that took strength. You know, you needed to handle that. You're here, so you are strong. You are strong. I'm not trying to imply that if you aren't, <laughs> you're weak, but you're more capable than you think. You have endured a lot and you're like still fighting for yourself. That shows how resilient you can be. 
You just need to keep applying that towards you instead of towards resisting like your own journey, towards resisting what is meant for you because you want to stay where you are. You're fucking powerful. You are limitless potential. You are. And I want you to breathe into that because I just feel like I want you to claim that. I want you to claim that. It is the fucking truth. Everyone has that power. Everyone. Because we are all spirit. Like, we are all source. You know, we are all made of the same energy. And we are all here for the same reason, you know? It might take different forms, but we're all here to expand. We are all here to expand. And expansion doesn't always happen when you're, like, growing and thriving. It happens when you're contracting, when you're in the dark. Like, that's what happens. You are still expanding even if you are in the dark. But you need to believe that in order to make it better for yourself. And most of all, you need to continue to choose yourself even when you go through those moments. So I want to finish this by doing a quick oracle reading. This is the Queen of the Moon Oracle by Stacy DeMarco. I use it with Hecate. She is a goddess, deity I work with. Um, and I just want to do this because I felt called to grab my deck, so. But I hope you're feeling just inspired by this. And I hope you go do that thing that you've been meaning to do. Or I hope you start asking yourself more frequently, how can I choose myself right now? How can I choose myself today? If you're going through a hard time, if you're like not sure where you're supposed to go, if you're not sure of a decision, how can I choose myself? How can I honor my truth? What is real for me? Okay, so let's see what the goddess mother wants to say. Ooh, oh my god, this is loud. Okay, guys. I'm gonna try and keep it as silent as possible so you guys don't die. <laughs> that was really loud. I feel like I maybe scared some of you. Okay, so we got the card pleasure. I'm not sure what it is about fully because this is Oracle. Like, I don't know Oracle by heart, obviously, because each Oracle is different. Oh my god! Oh wow. So, oh my god, it's so funny. These are like literally. Wait, I felt like another card fell. Um, so I got pleasure, action, and. I like to pull three cards, so from the oracle. It's just the oracle. Um, let me pull the next one. Cards are not falling. It's because I'm not like using the usual pressure and strength. I'm just trying to be as quiet as possible. Oh my god, I'm just gonna. Okay, I'm sorry guys. I hope this doesn't kill you and your ears. I just need to go full strength because no cards are falling. Okay. Oh, oh my god. Okay, we got it. We got a bit more than fake. Okay. <laughs> so, 
I'm not even gonna tell you what the cards are because you're not seeing that they're the Oracle anyways. It's pleasure, action, peace, trust, purity, and the other card that I saw is self-love. <laughs> but let me read some of these. So pleasure, I feel like this is just about learning to nurture the good things in yourself, the good things in your life. Are you taking life too seriously? Seek like light-heartedness at this time. Schedule in activities you find pleasurable. And I think that's really true. You know, self-nurturing, pleasure, like everything that you find enjoyable, do more of that. Like that's how you nurture yourself. That's how you nurture your soul and your being. And that will just make you so resilient, I'm telling you. Sometimes we are afraid to move forward. Change can be difficult. And uh, we remain stagnant and we don't grow. But this um, encourages you to embrace action. It's time to take action. Let go of your paralysis. Let go of your burdens step by step. It's funny that we're talking about the step by step because I feel like that's literally it. Like step by step, you take action towards choosing yourself. You continue to take aligned action. Then it's peace, trust, and purity. I kind of know this, these cards, but basically, you know, there's a lot of peace and trust when you finally, when you fully give in to, to your journey and your process and you realize that you are exactly where you need to be because you are. And you can trust that when you know that you are continuing you are con continuously following your heart. I'm not saying that sometimes you don't fuck up. We all do. Sometimes we're not fully in alignment. That's also part of the journey. But that every time we recognize this, we empower ourselves to make a better decision and ultimately to choose ourselves. Because what you are feeding within you grows. What you give energy to Gross. So the more you give energy to yourself, the more you give good things to your heart and your soul, the more it's gonna like strengthen you. Is that a word? <laughs> and and life changes. Life literally changes. And that was it, guys. I literally was not planning on doing this episode. I was even thinking if I would make this a bonus episode or not, but I feel like you guys need this message. I needed this message. Um, I wish I had heard something like this. Um, and and yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode. If you did, make sure to follow me and so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And also, I would love for you to tag me on Instagram or DM me to let me know how this made you feel and to to share with you to share with me maybe your story and where you're at and how this inspired you or how this made you feel i would love to have that conversation with you so make sure to do that and that's it guys talk to you very very soon bye